0: Hi guys, you're listening to irrepressible the podcast. I'm your host Erica Ashley. I'm an entrepreneur, a content creator, and I have a background in styling where I've worked alongside some of the biggest names in Hollywood like Ariana Grande and Melissa McCarthy. You're in the right place if you're looking for a realistic approach to life because we're about to have some eye-opening conversations on how to do so. So let's jump into today's conversation. Hi guys! Welcome back to Irrepressible. I am Erica Ashley. For any of you who are new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Before I get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode, I (laughs) wanted to share two things that I have just become obsessed with within the past week um, because I think about them and I get so excited about it. And I'm like they're so simple, but they've made such a big difference in my life lately, and I'm like maybe somebody else just needs I don't know, something. The first one is going to sound so ridiculous, like so ridiculous, you guys. And it's something that's been around for a hot minute, and I just have not jumped on the bandwagon, and I decided to pull the trigger this week, and I bought a pop socket. <laughs> I bought a pop socket for my phone and I know you're like, what are you talking about? But hear me out. I have like the biggest size iPhone, whatever the big size is. That's what I have. And I don't have like the biggest of hands. And a lot of my job is me being on my phone all day. And recently I just have felt like my wrists hurt. When I hold my phone, whether I'm talking on the phone, whether I'm texting, sending emails, editing photos, whatever it is, it just is like a lot. And by the end of the day, I'm like, get this phone away from me. And now I know, I mean, like I said, pop sockets have been on the market for a good while at this point, but hear me out. This is why I never dove into getting one. I didn't like the way they looked And I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but I've learned this about myself um, and the fact that I've struggled with anxiety. A lot of the things that I am particular about is in almost defense of anxiety and me trying to be in control of certain things. And so I like things to be very simple. I don't like clutter. I don't like unnecessary things. And so for me, having this little pop socket thing on the back of your phone was like, added clutter, unnecessary, whatever, but I have a black phone case and I got a black little pop socket and it blends right in. And I feel like a whole new person. My wrist doesn't hurt anymore. You can stick it in your car. You can stick it on the bathroom mirror, It just wherever you want. And it seriously brings me so much joy. Uh, and it was like $9, $9 can bring you that much joy. <laughs> But really, it just is so convenient, and if you don't have one, or if you already have one and you're like, this is a ridiculous conversation, um, I'm just joining the party, so I'm glad I'm here, but, uh, that's the first update of this week. My second update is that I recently did a cold plunge in, like, an actual, like, mini pool situation where it's frigid water, um... And I learned all these things about cold plunges and how it's so good for you and boosts your immune system and helps muscle recovery and all of these things. Um, It also gives you so much energy. Well, I don't have a cold plunge in my house, but lately what I've been doing, because I really enjoyed the like burst of energy and like mental clarity that it gave me when I did it. So this past week, I've decided every time I get in the shower... I get in the shower when the water is still cold and then I just like stay in it until it heats up and then I take my normal shower. And of course the water is not as cold as it would be if you were in an actual cold plunge, but the effect is still the same, I would say. Like I noted, the first time I did it, I was like, this is insane. Why are you subjecting yourself to this kind of torture? Because it's so shocking to your body. Um, but by the end of of the cold water when it switched to hot, I was like, wait, I want it to go back to cold. Like there's something about it that just is very invigorating. And I've been doing it in the mornings because I usually work out in the morning and then take a shower and then get on with my day. And I swear to you, my mental clarity and focus and energy has been so much higher this past week than it has been in like, forever and that's really the main thing that I have changed besides my little pop socket but the cold plunge cold water I don't know really what it's doing other than it makes me feel fantastic by the end of it so if you have access to a cold plunge a cold bathtub your shower I suggest trying it maybe do like 30 seconds the first day and then up it for me I have no idea how long I'm actually doing it for. However long it takes my water to get hot. Maybe like a minute and 30 seconds. Um, But it feels so good. Like it feels so good. I just, I don't know. I drink coffee every morning. I'm not the best at staying hydrated. But the cold plunge, I swear, has been giving me the boost of energy and mental clarity that I didn't know I needed. So those are my two like life updates, my things that are making me feel like I'm thriving this week, Um, $9 pop socket and a cold shower. (laughs) There you go. Um, Okay, let's get into like the real, the real, real of this episode. I wanted to talk about the idea because I know so many of you listeners are either entrepreneurs, you're freelancers, you're an artist, a dancer, a creative, something along those lines where it's like you're job your career isn't necessarily traditional in the sense of like a nine-to-five work for this one company for years and years and years and then you retire right it's a little bit um uncharted right and my job is very much the same the same situation and I was thinking the other day about the fact that so many people especially when I was younger when I when they would find out you know I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to do these things. I wanted to do things that weren't uh, traditional. Usually, the first question that I would get asked is, okay, but what's your plan B? And for the longest time, I like avoided having conversations with people about what I did because I felt like they... Like, I needed approval because I felt like I needed validation, I guess, from other people to say, like, oh, yeah, you can do that. You can do that. Um, And so when people would say, what's your plan B, it made me immediately feel like, okay, they don't believe in what I'm talking about or am I dumb for believing in myself enough that I think I can do this. And so the more it happened, the more I would question, like, what am I doing? Should I not believe in myself? Am I not good enough? And I don't know that that's necessarily the intention of someone who asks that question, but I think it's a byproduct of it. And usually the people who are asking me, what's your plan B, were people who did have more of a traditional career path. You know, they worked in finance, they worked in banking, they worked as an engineer you know things where they did have that 9 to 5 and worked in that job for years and years and then retired um and so it's like i understand now looking back that they that's hard for them to understand because it wasn't their world it wasn't their life and i really try now especially to just separate myself from other people's opinions and thoughts and comments because we just all don't have the same life experience and it's really hard to say you should understand this when they they just have no reference point. But I do have a few hot takes on what it means to have a plan B and whether you are an entrepreneur, freelancer, whatever, or whether you do have a 9 to 5 traditional job. I feel like these hot takes on having a plan B are still relevant. So you can insert your own situation here, but my hot take on having a plan B is that you absolutely should not have one. And I have a few reasons why. So the first reason is I feel like it takes your focus off of your original goal. So let's say you want to be an artist and you paint and you're painting and painting and no one's really buying your work yet because it hasn't been seen by that many people and you know people around you are like oh what a fun little hobby making their comments about what's your plan B and maybe you have a side job that's making you you know a decent amount of money maybe you're working at an upscale restaurant and making six figures Um, If you live in Los Angeles, that is not unrealistic. I know many people who have you know, either been bartenders or worked at a high-end restaurant in Beverly Hills, and that is the money they're making as a waiter or waitress. And so when you're making that kind of money from a job like that, it's easy to say, yeah, I'll pick up an extra shift. Yeah, I'll do this instead of paint. Yeah, I'll do this instead of Uh, go to an art show or put my stuff on social media or whatever, work on my website, whatever it is for you, right? But what that's actually doing is taking your focus off of your original goal or dream of being a professional artist. And now I know we all have to make money to pay the bills and everything. I totally get that. And I'm not saying don't, you know, don't put yourself in debt, but Have a schedule for yourself, have a clear vision, have clear action steps to get you where you want to go and don't let people deter you from that or other opportunities that you're not as passionate about if like the one thing that you've always, always wanted to do is be an artist because it is so easy to get distracted when it's like, oh, this is hard but this is easier and this is giving me money and it could provide stability and eventually I want to buy a house. I understand. I understand those things. Trust me. I really do. But it also is like killing a little bit of your soul at a time. You know, like it's not letting you really go into what you always wanted. And for me, like what I mean by that is I feel like it tells you to give up on what you b- used to believe in yourself about at one point you fully believed and had committed to being this artist and then slowly over time because things got hard or they weren't moving as quickly as you would have originally wanted you start letting those outside influences and this is can be very subconscious come in and affect you and like deter you and be like oh Maybe if I was meant to do that, it would have happened faster. If I was really supposed to do this, it would have worked out easier. Maybe I should do these things. And trust me when I tell you I've been there. I've had those thoughts. I've been in that situation. And all I can say is that it was never productive for me, and all it did was waste my time. I wasted time when I started entertaining those types of thoughts. And then I eventually found my way back to plan A. And so for me, the plan B was like, never, ever let yourself have the plan B because in that amount of time that I spent wandering around being like, maybe I should just focus on a plan B, wasting my time, totally wasting my time. And I say that as like, I'm wasting my time, but like I did learn things through that. So it's like, it wasn't a total waste of time, but when I look back, I'm like, God, I wish I would have not done that. Like if I could change something, I would have changed that. Um, The next thing is that it has you start questioning what you want versus what's easiest, which I kind of just touched on. What do you want? It takes time to build a company, to build a business, to build a following, to build whatever it is you want to build. I think with especially the millennial generation, the Gen Z generation, you know, you scroll on TikTok, everything is so instant, like instant gratification, instant dopamine hit. So it's so hard when you set the phone down, unplug the Wi-Fi and you're just in actual reality to be like, okay, why isn't anything happening? It's just so unrealistic to think that what you want is going to come to you instantaneously. Every actor you see, every musician you see, every celebrity you see, They did not make it overnight. While it may appear that they did, they absolutely did not. They put years and years and years and years and years of work, of tears, of struggles, of triumphs, and all you see is their rise to fame. You don't see the -the behind-the-scenes things. And that's why I love documentaries and um, biographies and things like that, because you really get to see the struggle of somebody that you've never known about and it brings like this humility to celebrities I think a lot of the time or somebody who's very famous uh, that you wouldn't have normally seen and so I'm constantly like watching the latest documentary or biography or whatever on people because I want to hear their struggles because sometimes it is so easy to just be like why didn't she struggle why wasn't that easy for her like why wasn't that hard for her how come it's so hard for me But it was hard for her. It was just hard in a different way and in a way that you didn't see, that I didn't see. And so that the plan B has you start questioning like what you want versus what's easiest. And it kind of just like completely shifts your focus and it just will derail you. It will derail you. The next thing is that when you immediately start with a plan B, Like, let's say you're, again, back to the painting example, you want to be a painter. Okay. At the same time, you immediately come up with like, okay, I'm going to start painting, but also my plan B is going to be marketing. In case this doesn't go well, I have the plan B. When you consciously, in the back of your head, know what your plan B is, you're not going to be able to give your all to your plan A. Because you're already in the back of your head being like, okay, how could I make a marketing job work? How could I figure that out? How could I rely on this in case this doesn't work out? Because right now it's not feeling like it's going to work out, and I don't know what to do. So maybe I should just go into marketing. And it's pretty soon your brain is like, and it's spinning, and now you're on to Plan B, and you've kind of like completely bypassed your original plan. You've never given it your all, as if like it. It's almost opposite. Like if marketing was your Plan A. And painting was your plan B. You would start being like, "How can I paint? How can I paint? How can I do that?" Da, da, da. And it becomes your plan A. Essentially, that's what's happening. So you're doing the opposite of what you really want. Also, if you are in the world of manifesting or anything like that, I know manifesting is kind of this like buzzword and it gets thrown around a lot. And it's not my favorite, but I really do think there is something to the idea of what you put your attention on. You bring about into your life. Um, My dad always gives this example in golf when people are playing golf and they're like, don't hit it to the left. Don't hit it to the left. It's going to go in the water and you're swinging the golf club. And then where does the ball go left into the water? Because that was all you were thinking about instead of like, just hit it straight to the green, hit it straight, hit it straight. You're thinking about what you don't want versus what you do. And you inadvertently manifest or bring about that, which you didn't want it's the same thing. I had a situation um, the last time I got a phone, where I don't remember the whole scenario, but essentially they were like, "You can keep the phone because there was a potential of something not transferring properly." And I was like, "I don't want the phone. I don't want the sec like my own my old phone. I didn't want to keep my old phone. I wanted to completely get rid of it and only have this new phone." And they were like, "Oh, well, if you do that, then you can make sure everything." transferred and da-da-da, which everything I have is in the cloud, so it shouldn't really be that much of an issue, but it was the idea of them saying, well, if you keep the phone, now you'll have a backup in case something happens to this one. Mind you, I'm buying a brand new phone. Nothing should be happening to this one, and I immediately was like, nope, that just answered it for me. I don't want this phone because I feel like I am going to inadvertently manifest a situation in which I need the backup phone because I have it there and it's like, oh, this phone's here just in case, just in case. And I feel like that just in case always deters you from what you actually want. And I just don't like, I just don't like it. It gives me anxiety thinking like something's going to happen because I have this backup. Now, mind you, being prepared is not a plan B. And I know some of you listening might be thinking like, well, that's just being prepared. Like if something were to go wrong and I get that, but for me, I felt like I would inadvertently manifest a situation in which my new phone would break. Surprise, surprise. You have your old phone. You can go back to it. Not a big deal. To me, that felt like a really big deal because I was like, I don't want to be in that energy, but a different situation of being prepared that isn't a plan B is, for example, the way I approach this podcast. I have a list of episode ideas that I want to do. And I think there's maybe 10 or 15 ideas in there. And that's just, those are all solo episodes, right? That's discounting all the guests that I have on the show. But why do I have that list? That's not a plan B. That's here's ideas that I think are good that I would like to share at some point. And I have them all organized and they're ready to go in case somebody needs to reschedule. Something happens in editing with a different episode. I'm out of town. I have to prep things early. Um, I got behind because something else happened and now I need something quick. Those are things that it's like they're there for me. And because they're all under the same umbrella of the podcast, that's not a plan B because that's all supporting my plan A of the podcast, right? A plan B would be like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, you know, you can go back to school and learn biology. I don't know. Like some that's something totally different. That's completely unrelated. Being prepared is not a plan B. Being prepared supports your plan A as long as everything is under the same umbrella. Okay, so now that you're like, okay, I get it. I shouldn't have a plan B. How do I stick to plan A? Because it's not always so easy to just stick to plan A. I have a few solutions. Um, the first of which is to understand your why. Why is your plan A so important to you? And I did a podcast episode on this. I'll link it in the show notes so you can go back and listen to it. it I break down how to help you find your why if you're struggling with, like, well, why do I actually want this? I don't know. I break down a bunch of questions that you can ask yourself to help solidify that answer for you um, and write it down somewhere. What is the purpose of this for you? Why is this important? Does it bring you joy? Does it help others? Is it a combination of things? These questions will help you figure that out. Root to that. Root to your why when you're feeling uninspired, when you're tired, when you're drained, when you're unmotivated. Come back to your why. It will always support you in what you're trying to do. The second thing, make a list of why you're perfect for doing what you want to do. Why is this perfect for you? Do you have a brilliant eye when it comes to painting? Are you just naturally talented? What what is your why? Like, why are you perfect for this? Like, why can nobody else do what you do? Even though there's a million and one painters in the world, why are you specifically perfect for this? You're so unique. Honor your uniqueness and what makes your version of it special. Same with if you're a blogger, a doctor. There's a billion of everything in the world. It's impossible to think that you are the only person doing whatever it is you want to do. And there's room for success for everybody in every field, everywhere. So really, really root into your uniqueness and what you bring to the table. And that's not to say like, oh my God, I have to figure out what like makes me so special. It's just like, what are your qualities? What are your traits? What are all the things that make you, you? And embrace them because we all have our own things and they're all so different. Okay, next, do one thing every single day that moves you even just a fraction of the way closer to your goal. So let's say back to this painter. Maybe every day you pick up the brush for 10 minutes and paint. Maybe you brainstorm painting ideas. Maybe you go out and scout locations if you paint landscapes. Maybe you tell one person that you're a painter. Maybe you have a little business card and you leave it at a coffee shop. It can be the smallest of small things, but By doing that, you're continuing that energy and that momentum of what you want to do. And the longer you can stay in that energy, the more momentum you are going to build up. Always, 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 always. That's why like one of the biggest things they tell entrepreneurs in business school is that you should make sure every single person in your life knows exactly what you do and what your business is like over anything, they hear your name and they're like, oh, she's a painter because you've like ingrained it. And the reason you do that is because inevitably at some point, one of those people is going to come into contact with somebody else or they themselves are going to need a painter or a piece of art for their new home, or they have a client or they know somebody or they need a birthday gift, so on, so on, so on. And your name will be the first that pops up in their mind. So make sure everybody knows you're a painter or an artist or a marketing guru, whatever it is, make sure the people around you know, make small talk with somebody in a coffee shop and tell them that you're in marketing, that you're a painter, whatever it is, it can be the tiniest things, but it keeps you in that energy and it is always moving the needle forward, just the tiniest bit. And if at the end of every single day, you can say, yeah, I did one thing today that helped me move closer to my goal, you should be able to sleep really well that night because it means you're betting on yourself. And when you bet on yourself, like you're reinforcing that you are worth it and that your plan A is what you are meant to do. Okay, and then the last thing that I have to say on this whole topic, because I could go on for a long time about this because it has just affected me in my life, in the past and it took me a long time to figure out like what was really going on with it and this might be the biggest thing that has helped me and that is to just let go of what other people say to you let it go just because somebody says those words to you asks you a question makes you question yourself let it go The only person in this world who can believe in you with 100% conviction is you. Because at the end of the day, you are the only person who knows exactly what you want and why you want it and why you are perfect for it. You can tell everybody else those things, but nobody will understand in the way that you understand. So let go and do not let other people's comments, opinions, whatever... Affect you. And the thing that helps me the most with that is visualization. And so, pretty much every time I'm in the shower, I imagine, like, if anybody has said anything to me and it's like stuck to me, like magnetically, that it's just being washed off in the shower and going down the drain. Additionally, every night before I go to bed, when I lay down in my bed, I just do a quick second where I visualize the same kind of thing like if there was water coming over me it's just washing all of the day off of me all of any interactions off of me anybody else's energy comments whatever and I just completely let it go and like I imagine like a little drain under my bed and it just goes down it and that is so freeing to me If visualization is not your thing, that's totally fine, but find a way that works for you, whether it's journaling, is it exercise? I don't know, but you have to find a way to let go of other people's comments. Otherwise, you will never make it to your plan A. It will knock you down. It's so easy for people to add their two cents and derail whatever it is you have going on in your mind, but you cannot let that happen. So, whatever you need to do to put your blinders on, to stay in your lane and stay focused, figure it out and do it because you will feel so much better about yourself when you do those things. I recognize in myself immediately when I notice I have been scrolling on Instagram too much, too much in the comparison game. Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? Should I be doing these other things? Oh my God, I started this too late. Oh my God, I started this too soon. What am I doing? Those types of thoughts are so detrimental and they are not serving you in any way, shape or form. So the sooner you can find ways to let that stuff go, the better. And I know the second I feel those emotions, I'm like, okay, I need like a social media detox or I need to spend time away from my computer, from electronics, from these things. I need some quiet time to myself. I need to go for a walk and not listen to a podcast, not listen to music, listen to the birds, listen to nature. Those things really, really ground me and get me back to my center. Then feeling like my energy is always scattered, trying to keep up with everybody else in the world, which is just so ridiculous to think about because there's no way to do that. It's The more you try to keep up with other people you're never going to be able to keep up with yourself and honestly the only people that i'm trying to keep up with is myself and the kardashians so that is my long-winded rant on having a plan b and also letting go of other people's expectations i want you to believe in you because i believe in you i believe in all of us i believe we all can do all the things we want to do and I really believe that the way to do that is to stay in your lane. You can't compare yourself to other people and you can't let other people deter your path in life. All right, I'd love to know your thoughts on this topic. So send me a DM on Instagram at Erica Ashley or at Irrepressible the podcast. With that, I'm concluding this episode. Go buy a pop socket. Um, listen to the other episode of irrepressible about finding your why if you need help with that like I said I'm linking it in the show notes for you and if you have any questions as always my dms are open sending you all a big hug and I will see you next Tuesday if you loved this episode please let me know subscribe leave a review on apple podcasts share it on your instagram stories and with your friends and let's continue the conversation on instagram I'm at Erica Ashley and at irrepressible, the podcast. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week.